averaging the fewest air yards per attempt. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yards per attempt. everybody another edition yards per attempt this is unlike any podcast i've ever done before and i've done many it is following a raiders win versus the kansas city chiefs these don't come around too often folks these don't come around too often in arrowhead versus andy reed versus patrick mahomes it's never happened before i come to you live from the beautiful state of new jersey Talking Raider football after a beautiful Raiders win against the Kansas City Chiefs. I honestly still can't believe it. It was such an emotional game. Every time they play this team, it's an emotional game because there's so much hatred. There's so much bad blood. The Chiefs are so good that you really just want to go out there and put your best foot forward. And this team did it. They finally did it. After all these games, after all the moments, after... Getting down early in this football game, I'm going to be honest, they get down 14-3, and um, I I almost tweeted game. I almost tweeted that this game is over because we've seen it time and time again. Tyree Kill on a a reverse, in for a touchdown, untouched. This defense can't do anything. Carr throws the pick, and it's like every single Raider Chief game that's ever happened in the past couple years until it's not. Until Derek Carr lets it loose and hits Nelson Aguilar on second and six for the long touchdown. And you know what? We have a game on our hands. And you know that the offense, at least, is there to play. And defense, at least in the first half, did what the defense did. Or does, I should say. Gives up plays. You know, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, what do you say about this guy? Not only is he the best pure passer we will probably ever see in our lifetimes. Some of the throws he makes are just unbelievable. But he he escapes in the pocket. Let's be honest here. This team should have had 10 to 12 sacks in this game versus a normal quarterback. If this is the Buccaneer game that that they're going to play in in 12 days, Tom Brady goes down 10 times, 10 sacks, because the defensive line was swarming in this football game. And Mahomes just extends plays time and time again, and he did it. And... You know, you just look at yourself and you're like, I, I just don't know how this team's going to gonna compete. 21-10, and you're like, you know what? I just, even if the offense has its best day, I don't know if the defense can compete. But the minute Carr hits rugs for the long TD, you just feel, you get the sense that this is just going to be a different day. That after the Waller TD, going right down the field, the Ruggs TD proves two things to me. Proves that this team was dying for an explosive offensive weapon like Tyreek Hill. Dying for it. Had to have it. You tried to, to get it in Antonio Brown, couldn't do it. You go out there and draft Henry Ruggs. This team's undefeated with Henry Ruggs in the lineup because he's a difference maker. So the moment Carr lets it loose and finds Ruggs untouched, the reason you pick Henry Ruggs over C.D. Lamb 
over Jerry Judy, over Justin Jefferson, over all these guys is because of that, because of what he does for the offense. We talked about it on this podcast before. What this guy does for the offense, he changes the way teams have to play defense against the Raiders. And you know who came to play today? And I told you I was going to be insufferable. I told people on social media that I was not going to stop because number four came to play. Derek Carr showed you why in 2016 he was an MVP candidate, why everyone coming out of college said he had all the arm talent in the league to be successful. The guy has everything you want in a starting quarterback. He's a leader. He's got the arm talent. He just needed the supporting cast around him. And you know what? The game against the Kansas City Chiefs proves that to a T. You give this guy weapons. You give him a bell cow running back in Josh Jacobs, and we'll get the Jacobs. You give him an all-pro tight end in Darren Waller. You give him good receivers, Aguilar, who's, who's resurrecting his career, Hunter Renfro, who's constantly open, and now you add Ruggs to the equation. And what does Ruggs do? Ruggs stretches the field and lets Carr let it loose. And all of a sudden, this turned into an old-fashioned AFC West, AFL shootout, and I was here for it. But it's halftime, so it's 24-24. And you know what? What do the Raiders do? What they've done the past couple games, even into last season. They come out, three and out. Get off the field, put the defense right back on the field. And you're like, here we go. But the defense came to play in the second half. The defense, the malign defense, the defense that I called out as mediocre last week on this podcast, said they couldn't get off the field, they couldn't get out of their own way. They came to play. Sure, they had some, some help from the Chiefs dropping passes. Kelsey dropped on third and eight, a couple of those plays. Fine, you need that. Teams need that to get momentum. And this team took advantage of it. Advantage of it. The defensive line was freaking swarming. Max Crosby was high-motoring all over the field. Clee Farrell had his best game as a pro by far. He was all over the field, pressuring Mahomes constantly. How about the two guys inside? How about Dayton Jones and Chris Smith? Practice squad guys, making an impact, making a difference. You just love to see it. And you get close to the fourth quarter, it's still 24-24. But again, what did we talk about on this show last week? We wanted John Gruden, the play caller, John Gruden, the head coach, to put confidence in his football team that they could stay on the field with the Kansas City Chiefs. And he did that. You go for it on fourth and one. You stuff it down their throats with Josh Jacobs. And you put the confidence in this football team. A game like this, and, you know, let me get off my rah-rah stuff here for a little bit. The Carlson missed extra point. You knew it was going to come back and haunt this football team. You knew it. You knew that that was going to come back because extra points like that, misses and key spots like that always come back. Carlson's been really good this year, but that extra point, took years off my life because you knew that was going to come back and haunt this football team, and it did when the Chiefs cut it to one score. But I'm just so impressed. The throw of the game to me, the third and 18 to Hunter Renfro. Carr, you know, give him, you could not be the, the biggest car supporter in the world. You could be not a fan of this guy. He has been mobile in the pocket. He's been elusive in the pocket. He's been taking less sacks. He's been less jittery. That third and 18 proves it. Finds an opening, finds a crease, and Hunter Renfro just gets open on third down. What a strike. That's how you knew this is a different football team and a different offense. 
This is a John Gruden in the, the third year, Derek Carr in the third year of a John Gruden type offense. And how about freaking Jeff Heath? How about Jeff Heath? How many of you had Jeff Heath in the pool to make the, the defensive play of the year so far for the Las Vegas Raiders? Jeff Heath, ladies and gentlemen. Good for him. You needed someone to step up and make a play. But it just goes back to the overall performance. The confidence. We had Josh Jacobs on the Sunday drive on Sirius XM NFL radio postgame. And Jacobs just basically said, we wanted to prove that we could stay on the field with this team, that we were good enough to beat this team. And you know what? They are. And they did. And you know what else this proves? It proves that if, again, you didn't stop Patrick Mahomes. They still scored 30-plus points. Fine. But you did it at his building, in his environment, and you took it to him. And if you could take it to the guy that's the best player in the league and the best offense in the league and one of the best head coaches of all time, you could do it to any team on any given Sunday. There's no excuse. You need to go into every single game knowing that you could beat that football team and beat that quarterback. The defense could beat that quarterback, and the defense could play this way, and the offense could score because you just did it against the world champs. And you did it well, and you took it to them. It's just one of those wins that just gives you juice as a fan. It just gives you everything you want as a fan. Big plays, fourth down conversions, big sacks, turnovers, turnovers. Everything you want in a Raiders team, the rebuild that has been going on forever. Derek Carr's been here a long time with a lot of different players. And you get the sense now that a win like this and a fourth and one quarterback sneak. A quarterback sneak, no play action, no fullback dives that get stopped short and, and, and flip the game. I mean, everything you wanted in a football game, this game had. Everything you wanted in a Raiders win, this had. It's a signature win. You got a signature win, like I said, versus Saints earlier this year. This is the signature win of the Gruden-Mayock era because... You just took it, again, to the world champs in their building, the house of horrors. Arrowhead has been the house of freaking horrors for number four to the Raiders because they couldn't get off the field against Alex Smith or Patrick Mahomes. It just, it goes so far. I'm such a big confidence guy. I'm such a guy that feels that athletes, if you ever played sports, you, you, feed, off, you feed off confidence. You get a big win, a big stop, and you just build off that. This is a, a, a win that you build off. You, it's a team. You have a win over a team in your division, a team that's dominated your division for years and years and years. You went to their place, and you took it to them, and you showed the rest of the NFL what you're about. And say what you will about the Patriot games. Say what you will about the Bills games. This team has played five really good teams the first five weeks of the year. The Panthers are now a 3-2 football team after two straight losses. The Saints are the Saints. The Patriots, the Bills, and now the Chiefs. Through five weeks, I think any Raider fan worth his salt would sign up for 3-2. Yes, we'd all like to be 4-1, 5-0. Oh. It's not the case. Anybody would be 3-2. Anyone would be happy with 3-2. My son, Eddie, is happy with 3-2. Watching Derek Carr go up and down the field, sticking it up the asses of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's good, man. It's just, as fans, you just, 
want to see your team in these type of games and to pull a game out like that was incredible all right let's let's just go through again i talk i i, I could stay here all night and wax poetic about Derek Carr. you all know how i feel about him he played a hell of a game he is 100 percent and I, again, I know how Russell Wilson's playing. I know what Russell Wilson's doing up in Seattle. Best top three quarterback in the game. Probably will win MVP this year. Derek Carr is playing like he did in 2016. Derek Carr is playing like an MVP. Say it with me. Derek Carr is playing like an MVP. All right, let's get to some game balls, if you will. I'll steal that line from the Sunday Drive on NFL Radio. Game balls couple players that are really, really growing on me. One of those players is Trayvon Mullen. Trayvon Mullen, second-round pick a couple years ago, battled through some injuries. He's becoming, you know, I, I wouldn't put him in the Patrick Peterson, Stephon Gilmore-type category of lockdown corners just yet. But he's physical. He's not afraid to tackle. He's playing his ass off. And I'm totally comfortable with him going up against number one receivers. Couple, Two weeks first the Bucks. Put him on Mike Evans. Let's go. Put him on Mike Evans. Lock him down. Another guy that balled out on Sunday, Nick Kwiatkowski. You know, I, again, you all know in this program, I was a big Corey Littleton fan. I'm still a big Corey Littleton fan. I think he could still be a special player and will be a special player for the Raiders. But Kwiatkowski's the tone setter. Kwiatkowski's the guy in the middle of that defense that calls the defense, that makes all the checks, that is just solid. You know, he's never going to be a Brian Urlacher type flying around to the football, but he's just a solid player, solid tackler. I'm a big, big Kwiatkowski fan. Great underrated signing. And let me get back to Nelson Aguilar here a little bit. Nelson Aguilar, I'm an East Coast guy. I'm a Jersey guy. You hear all the talk. You know, first-round pick out of USC. It was a reach when they picked him. Eagle fans couldn't wait to run this guy out out of Philadelphia. He couldn't catch a cold. This guy stinks. Say hi to my daughter, Faye. She's going up to bed. He stinks. All Nelson Aguilar has done is sign a one-year prove-it deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. And prove it. Go out there and prove that he is a legit deep threat. I never knew this guy had so much speed, so much quickness. And he hasn't dropped anything. Knock on wood, if you're with me. He hasn't dropped anything. Nelson Aguilar has turned himself into, if Ruggs is this team's number one, and I'm not going to say that, you know, let's, let's do the designations, Nelson Aguilar is a steady number two receiver. And still young. Aguilar is a young football player. This is Al Davis's wet dream, if you will, to take a player, former first-round pick, and resurrect his career. The guy's only 27 years old. There's no reason why this guy can't propel himself into a longer-term contract with the Raiders because he's proven it. Great deal by Mayock. Great deal by Gruden to bring a player in like this. And let's talk about Furl. Let's talk about Clay. I was one, again, it's going to be week-to-week with him because of the where, of the, of where, excuse me, the where he was drafted at number four. But he played like an impact defensive player versus the Chiefs. The stats aren't going to show it. They're not going to show three sacks. They're not going to show Aaron Donald-type numbers. He was all over the field. He was abusing the Chiefs' right tackle. He was up in Patrick Mahomes' face. And that's all you could ask for. All you could ask for from these two young defensive ends, Mad Max and Clay, is to, to, to be disruptive. 
And that it goes back to my overall point. You could be disruptive against Patrick Mahomes, who's so elusive in the pocket, and still get to him. You could do it against anybody. And if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Brian Baldinger does a great job on Twitter with some of his baldy breakdowns. He pointed out that the much maligned Paul Gunther, and we could all say what we, will, we, will, we want about Paul Gunther, made an adjustment at halftime where he was rushing three guys. So for the most part, you know, it was Dayton Jones, Chris Smith up the middle, Crosby and Clay come from the outside, and he had Arden Key spying Patrick Mahomes. And it, was, it turned out to be brilliant because while Key didn't sack Mahomes, he followed them wherever he went. As we all know, watching Arden Key, Arden Key plays like a loose cannon. He plays like a guy shot out of a cannon. His first couple of years, he's missed so many sacks just being so super over aggressive. And putting him as that spy was a great touch by Gunther because it changed the momentum of the game. Mahomes was no longer just able to escape the contain, sneak up the middle, and run for a first down or, or drop a pass off to Kelsey or Hill. So great job by Paul Gunther. I don't know how many times I'm going to be able to say that going forward, if ever again. But great job. Great second-half adjustment. Say it with me, Raider fans. Second-half adjustments by the Raiders. That's what we wanted, right? We wanted from Gruden, from Gunther. We wanted from these guys second-half adjustments. We always go into halftime close or tied, and in second half we get the, the, the doors blown off of us. We didn't. They adjusted. They changed the game plan. And they came out victorious. And you build on this. You know what also sucks? As I sit here watching Monday Night Football and watching Justin Herbert throw the ball all over the field on the New Orleans Saints. The AFC West is turning back into the AFC West of old. Mahomes, Air Raid, Herbert, young quarterbacks. The Raiders are going to have to deal with these guys for a long time. So that defense better grow into itself. And I think it is. I think that defense is starting to wake up a little bit and realize that it has potential to be a really good defense. Yeah, they're going to give up their points. Fine. They're going to do what they do. Stop teams when it matters. Get the quarterback down. Get turnovers. This team still needs turnovers. And as much as I want to criticize Jonathan Abram from some of his plays and some of his wild plays, I love the physical nature of Abraham. Of Abraham, excuse me, of Abram. I love the way he's chirping at the offensive players all the time. I love that style of football. I'm not opposed to Abram early in a football game taking a penalty, like back in the day, old school football for roughing or, or taunting or doing something to set the tone for that defense because that's what Abram's going to be. He's going to be the tone setter for that defense for a long time. And I'm here for that too. So bottom line is, what, what are we getting at here? I think the, the chief game for the Raiders it was almost like a culmination, a culmination game, a culmination of John Gruden's offense three years in the making. Derek Carr reaching his full potential in the Gruden offense, showing every single thing he could do and more, and he could do more. I think it was the defensive players, the, the guys on D, realizing we, and I'm putting air quotes here, stopped Patrick Mahomes, and they did. Nobody really stops Patrick Mahomes, but you hold him to what you did in the second half, that's a win. You hold them the field goals, you get them off the field, those are wins. So I think it was a, a come-to-Jesus moment for this football team. When are we going to reach our potential? When are we going to turn into a team that everybody thinks that we can year in and year out? We have the pieces. We had all these first-round picks, all the cap space. 
high-priced offensive line, big-time quarterback, stud running back, receivers, weapons, guys on defense. Play like that. There's no reason they can't play like that every single week. And they're going to have to, to make the playoffs and make a run. Because you're going to have to see the Chiefs again. You're going to have to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. All these guys, are you're going to face them every single week. And even though the schedule is going to get a little bit easier, you're still going to play Tom Brady and the Bucks, Baker Mayfield and the 4-1 as of right now, Cleveland Browns. So this defense needs to show up. They can't rest on their laurels and take this game, a win against the Kansas City Chiefs, and go lay an egg at home in Vegas versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It can't happen. Pedal to the metal. The $100 million coach put pedal to the metal and unleashed the offense. The quarterback threw the ball down the field. They did every single thing they wanted to do on offense. There's no one stopping them but themselves. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. I never thought this day. I just, watching this football team, you just don't think it's ever going to happen because of the way they were playing. It's unbelievable. It was such an unbelievable win. Savor it. We have how many days now? How many days do we have to savor this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Two weeks. We have 13 days till Sunday Night Football. Prime time the next time they're on TV. Prime time. That kickoff versus the Buccaneers, you better see that offense riding high. We're going to get guys back from injury. You hope to have Incognito back. You hope to have Brian Edwards back. Maybe Arnett. Just do it. Pedal to the metal the rest of the season. Cheers. Enjoy it, Raider Nation. Seriously. We haven't had many things to celebrate the past couple of years. Celebrate. Savor this victory. Watch the game over and over again. Do whatever you have to do. Savor this victory. Because it was a long time coming. I'm Eddie Borsilli. I'll talk again.